0: another day another dollar welcome back to band on band the bsm podcast where we bring friends and family to talk about other bsm bands past and present in today's episode we have george from the wonderful fresh and we are talking about
1: the also wonderful into over it let's get on with it here we go band on band back again and i'm joined by my astute friend george from fresh how's it going
2: Hi, oh, yeah, good thanks, mate. How are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good. I love this. We spoke about the second hello, the royal hello, and we've done it gracefully as ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here to talk about the man, the myth, the legend known as Into it, Over It and Wise. Um, wow, there's a lot to unpack with Into it, Over It, but I feel like you specifically, George, are a good person to talk about um, because you're a big fan of, of Into it, Over It.
2: Yeah huge um yes i would say yes i would say that yes i am a huge fan i, I would say that uh it's probably probably my favorite thing mm. my favorite band <laughs> i don't know it's hard because i love every time i die as well for different mm. reasons like if i'm having a, a, a bit of a shit day then i mean i, I looked at my last fm uh scrobbles and oh. the top two are Let's every just, every time I die and into it over it. So let's
1: just put a pin in that. That really age stamps us as people last. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a bit it's a big deal on the it's a big deal. we were talking about it earlier, it's a big deal. Oh no, we're not supposed to talk about it earlier, the fact that we were talking earlier, but we were talking about yeah. the, the, the Patreon, the Discord.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and a lot of people talk about it in there and the top shelf one as well. A lot of people really big into scrubbles and gamifying mm. um how much music they listen to and stuff, which I got quite drunk once and like just went through my last FM and was like, Yeah, I reckon I could win a crown for that. Ruben, yeah, I can win a crown for that. <laughs> Ruben were another band. Ruben were another band I was gonna talk about because I absolutely love that band and I love Jamie Lemon's stuff as well. But yeah, big, big fan of, of Into Over I think that Into Over has really shaped me as a musician mm-hmm. and Yeah. I wouldn't say as a person because I don't, Dusty. but it definitely is a, it's a different thing, you know. I don't really know, I know Evan all right, but I don't, yeah, I wouldn't say he's, like, my best friend or anything, just because I don't really know him all that well.
1: Well, that's a shame. Hopefully one day he will be your best friend. But let's talk about his musical endeavours. Um, let's talk about the first time you discovered Into Over It. Like, what was that experience? Where were you in life? Was it at a gig? Was it through... God forbid my space, or was it <laughs> was it how was that what was what was going on then
2: so it, it would have been after myspace um, it would have been it would have been around two thousand and thirteen, so it would have been before intersections came out, but after proper came out, I would have been working at my first job in London, so i'd moved from Southampton to London, and I think I can't remember 100% because my memory is pretty shady at the best of times, and it was eight years ago, mm. so I'm not 100% sure. But um, I think it was probably my friend Lewis who introduced me to them. Lewis doesn't play in a band or anything; he's just um, a guy who I knew. He's a designer, amazing dude. Uh, shout out Lewis if you're listening. He might even be listening to this. He's a big, he's a, he's a, he's a bigger Into Over It fan as well. Um, but yeah, I think he introduced them to me. Um, and I would have played 52 weeks was probably the first thing I mm. would have played, mm. not really knowing what it was, not really knowing too much about it, but hearing open tuned guitars again. Um, but like, but, but heavy, you know, but not the same way that I'd heard City in Colour open open-tuned guitars. So it would have been a big, big, big Alexis on Fire fan like big and then i would have gotten into um sitting in color through i uh, like this on fire and then sitting in color was like big into open tunings which made me big into open tunings because i love the way the guitar sound but i think into over it would have been the first time that i heard those open tuned guitars played loud mm. distorted with effects like yeah and, it, and him doing everything as well was is, is pretty, like, cool. I know he doesn't play the drums on the stuff, but playing all the bass, playing the guitar, just, yeah, I think I would have just been, like, overawed with how awesome it all was and how... Oh, oh, <laughs> the stuff it made me feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, feelings. I don't know. Yeah, whoa, whoa, feelings. And 50 is ah. such a... 52
1: weeks was such an odyssey to undertake yeah. especially as like a like a like a first project in terms of like hey this is into over and this is 52 weeks i rem- i rem- i remember as well listening to 52 weeks i w- i came into into over on on proper um i'm pretty sure this is a later question but we'll we'll get on to it i'm pretty sure i saw into over play in 2012 i want to say in kingston but going back and listening to 52 weeks because at that time I I saw Evan play acoustically and he was like this is this is into it over it Here's fifty two weeks should have bought fifty two weeks on one hundred eighty gram vinyl at the time didn't could have made some sweet discogs money story. <laughs> um, but yeah that was a that was a complete and total odyssey and then hearing moving on to proper like full bands really blew my mind at the time really blew my mind
2: yeah, absolutely yeah um, the I think the the idea of doing a, 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 like a song every week mm. for a whole year is it, that's that's just a really inspiring thing to try and do. I think because no. it, it means that you you have no time to stop and think. You have to just go 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 go, and there's no time for you to like arm about things, arm an R about lyrics, arm an about anything. You've just got to chuck it out and see what sticks and uh, and that and that's such a wonderful thing about that record i think
1: yeah absolutely it's
2: there's no like it doesn't it it doesn't expect anything from you because i don't think it know what it knows what to expect itself like you don't know where you're going to go from one week to the next from one song to the next owning that album on vinyl that that was probably the first record of into over it's i would have bought i would have been furious that it cost 50 pounds because i wouldn't have had that sort of money but i would have bought it for 50 pounds um and yeah opening that and 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 rediscovering what it was like to have physical media mm. again mm. and and it and the, the package of that itself is another like insane thing it's beautiful it like feels great it it just looks great all of the, all the artwork in there. Shout out Brian Meets if he's listening. It's just awesome, just fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. So, that whole period, yeah.
1: um, well, like late 2012, early 2013, into like, I mean, even as far as 2015 seemed to be like a whole, I mean, for we're, we're similar ages. So, like the mm-hmm. rediscovery of physical media, the popularization of, of vinyl, and it, it felt very much in the, in the, the, I'm going to use the term the scene. <laughs> no one will see this because it's an audio platform, but I am using quotations here. The emo revival scene, it seemed like uh, Into Over It was poised very uh, generously to capitalise on the vinyl third mm. time. Um, I remember seeing a lot of different variants of 52 Weeks and, and, you know, proper eventually, and then the seven inches that came to and from from that point and in my young, beady-eyed, with a bit of money in my pocket, Evan,
2: I'm giving you all my money. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! You bastard! Yeah, perfect. <laughs> big, yeah, big fan, big fan of that. Um, yeah, all of the all of the all of the seven-inch stuff as well. So that, that would have come after, right? So it would have he would have done. So I think I think that I think the fifty-two weeks was in two thousand and seven, which is a long long time ago. And and I and I didn't get into it like I say until until like 2013 so proper would have been out it was two towns would have come out in 2000. 2009 okay yeah. fact, fact check in thanks thanks all right one, um so it was september right we would have started in september because that was he started it on his birthday um fucking nerdler over here and yeah <laughs> really rele- yeah <laughs> release the song every week and like that that yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that. I guess that's more of a quite a, a sort of something for later. But I, I can't. I can't really start I can't. I, I can sum up how I feel listening to it now, mm-hmm. having listened to the albums again. Every single time I listen to the each one of the albums, the studio albums especially, I hear something new, or I hear something something that just it comes at me in a different way or like I hear a new little drum beat or I hear something and yeah, it's just, it's just exciting. I just get excited. I I drown along. I like play along. I I don't sing along because that would be rude to everybody else in the office or, you know, wherever I'm sitting. And also you can't hear yourself when you're singing and you've got your headphones on, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just exciting. And it, and it's, I just, it feels fresh and exciting. So where,
1: where would you say your allegiances lie in terms of like your favorite into Over record? Because I'm going to, I'm going to take the reins here for, for a second, because why you think about it? Cause I know it's a, it's a big question. And normally in these podcasts, pulling back the curtain for everyone to understand. Normally I ask these questions beforehand and they tell me so I can go and listen to that record and think about it a little bit. But I think we both listen to into over it enough that we could talk about all the records. Um, for me, I don't really have, like, a definitive favorite. I think with every single one, there is, like, a complete and total different um, chapter in the Into it Over It world. Um, like, I really love Figure, the new record, but then again, I really love um, Proper and all the stuff in the middle. It, 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 it changes with the seasons. It changes with the mood. So what, what would you say your ultimate favorite is, if you had to pick?
2: Gun to my head. <laughs> Gun to my head. <laughs> Gun to my head. You choose your favourite intro over at record or I'm going to kill you. I think, I think it's got to be, I think it's standards. Mm, um, interesting. interesting. Love that. I, I love the drumming on it. Mm. I love, I love the way it sounds. I love all the different things on it the different sounds I, it the the songwriting is is awesome mm. um like no EQ is so good uh the, all the songs on it are really great and it and it the, yeah I think I think it's I think it's the drumming the sound the, the sonic feel everything about that album it sounds great on records. It sounds great on my titty crappy headphones. It mm. sounds great on my expensive headphones. It, it just sounds great. And it's, it, I think, I don't know. I think it encapsulates a, a part of my a time in my life that was, I guess, I guess good or maybe hard. I don't know. Twenty six, a, a good year, I feel. We got, we got a guest, the dog. Oh hello! <laughs> he's just—he's very angry. America um, going. Stick about into it over it. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. Surprised <laughs> he's not called. Surprise, we didn't call him Evan. To be fair, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's that one. I think it's that one. There, yeah. there are so many things about all of the others that I really love as well. Like yeah, that, like the new one is um, figure is 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 is, is awesome mm. and. The, the way the way my my sort of um my my relationship to that album i suppose is different to the others because I've not seen it oh, were you were you at the show where they the the uh you did the full band shows so we did uh proper and then intersections and then we would have done standards and then all the hits yeah so yeah i think i think seeing standards in full and seeing josh sparks play all those songs in real life and see like rock Rodrigo play the the bass on those records um like was just or and seeing tank as well that mm, was so life. sweet like great. that that was a really really great show so i guess seeing the whole album like played in front of me and hearing the stories behind some of the songs mm. and yeah uh, yeah and I, I love proper too um i mean they're all great right? I love intersections as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think I think it just pegs it. This this week anyway, like yeah. having listened through them all, that was that's the one that really made me like that's the one that really made me bop. And it's the one I love to drum along to and try and understand. Like there's some stuff that Josh does on the on the hats, which it the other he played he's he also played on um Intersections and in the the second song on in Intersections, which was the spinning thread, which was the big yeah. single. I remember hearing that for the first time. So that, 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 would, that would have been like around the time that I'd gotten into them is that that album would have been coming out. So I would have heard that song and I would have listened to it on um, SoundCloud where it was probably uh, um, premiered on the Brooklyn Vegan or something and I would have just played it over and over and over and over and over again and just listened to that drum fill. I don't really do that anymore because I find if I listen to the songs that come out before the rest of the album, I, I really become drawn to those songs and I don't like the other songs on that album so much. So I tried to sort of not listen to them if I can, but yeah, I definitely would listen to that a lot. And I tried to work out the drums and what was going on. I don't want to, I don't want to ple- like fake play the drums on this podcast, but I'm going to do it because he, cause he does this like, like, <laughs> badabber, badabber, badu- yeah. Dubber, dubber. but like he does this and he changes it and plays between the hat and the snare being the, the the main thing, and I I've, I've never really heard anybody do that before. I've never really heard the drums played, not as an instrument because that isn't fair. They're always an instrument, but but played in a way that really like accentuates the song as well. It, yeah. It's it's like a melody. part of the song. It's like melody on the drums. Ex- yeah, exactly. And and like that that to me that to me is super is super cool. And the, and that happens all over. Uh, I'm not a drummer myself. I wish I could play the drums, but I, I can't. I've tried. I just it's really really hard. Um, but yeah. yeah, the um, I just yeah, it's just the, the I, thing- I just love it.
0: You know what time it is? It is add time. I think today the best thing that we could potentially talk about is the new well the latest Into an album, Figure came out last year and it is 12 beautiful tracks it's a return to form it's been a minute since we've had an into over album and uh yeah i can't i can't stop listening to this album i think it's fantastic anything that evan seems to put his, his hands on musically is uh, is incredible um, some of the some of the highlights let's let's go down the list we've got living up to let you down 10 out of 10 song perfect penmanship 10 out of 10 song brush strokes we prefer indoors 10 out of 10 songs. Honestly, if you haven't listened to this song, I don't know what you've been doing. You've probably been living under a rock or just not an Into It Over It fan. That's really upsetting. Anyway, vinyl's available on the BSM Rocks or web store. And um, yeah, you should really give this one a listen uh, if you do or if you don't like Into It Over It. To be honest, if you don't like Into It Over you're probably not listening to this episode. And these adverts are great. Anyway, back to the chat.
1: The thing I love about standards is that it's recorded to tape. I think when you commit as an artist to recording to tape, you have to, you almost have to level up as a musician. You have to level up in terms of your intensity, in terms of your direction. You have to like have a very clear artistic decision on what you want to do because you know, when you go into that recording studio, you've got maybe two takes you have to you have to nail it so there's a level of uh persistence and uh practicing articulation before you even get to the studio where like i mean we could sit here and shoot the shit about the amount of bands that we know that go to the studio and figure out stuff or i mean you maybe have done this in the past where you go to the studio and you're like "Mm, this is kind of what i was feeling and the producer's like Try this because you know you've got the time to experiment. But when you go and rent a fucking cabin in wherever it is, northern Pennsylvania, where they recorded this record, and record to tape, you're like, right, okay, let's do let's do this,
2: <laughs> let's do <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah so yeah so they would have so they so they went to they went to um, like a, a log cabin like you said they went to a log cabin in, in Vermont I think it was um, for like thirty days yeah. no internet no nothing. And wrote, and they wrote that album there, and then they went to uh, San Francisco, and they went to um, John Vanderslice's Tiny Telephone Studio, mm. and recorded it with Vanderslice. Um, and I've I've done because I'm such a fucking nerd. I've done I've, like watched videos of like John Vanderslice recording, and asked Evan about it on this on the stupid Discord thing, and you tell it. me. I love it. Tell, tell me all the tell me the Vanderslice stories. Like, what was it like working with him? Because he just seems like this crazy eccentric dude. Mm. But like, apparently, it just he taught him loads of stuff about, um, like putting. So, so when you're recording the bass guitar, so this is something I've learned from 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 him. Is like when you're when you're recording the bass guitar and you do put lots of fuzz on it, it can kind of lose a lot of the bottom end. So if you he recorded a. Um, uh, a, a bass synth like subtrack to, to thicken everything out mm-hmm. uh, i thought that was super interesting um not to worry too much about like intricate guitar details and just and just feel and that and and i think that really lends itself to the idea of like you say tape the idea of warmth and and and, and an album that's never touched a computer except for to be when you listen to it on the computer <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah. But like but but if but if you if you if you pick you have that on record that that shit's never touched a computer and that's crazy yeah yeah yeah
1: but it's but it's but you can hear that sound from the different records um let's move let's move let's move on to live because we this is a 20 to 30 minute podcast all right sorry (laughs) we could gush all night about into over it um what was your first experience live? Like, what was that first gig like?
2: Or the where? first show, first into first show. i I've got. You know what? I've yep. got it here. Yeah. Whoa! I don't, you can see. It. I don't know if you can see that. Southampton
1: embracing facts. Wow, this is a great for all the uh, audio listeners. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, I'll read. I'll read it out if you want. Like, so yeah. So on Sunday, the seventeenth of November, two thousand and thirteen. It says this at the top of a set list that's very like that's amazing. Um yeah the joiners so what so I would have I would have come from London back down to the joiners to go to Southampton to watch into over it play with so Koji would have opened and Slingshot Dakota sick would have would have played and I would later go on to become really good friends with the guys from Slingshot because we went on tour together. Great band. So good. Oh my gosh. So good. Um, but yeah, I didn't know them at all. And then, yeah, do you know what they would have been the night after them and the night they were playing in Kingston. Um, and, I, and that might've been when you went to see them mm. because, uh, the probably was at the fighting Cox. Cause I remember Tom from since Dakota, I was talking to him and being like, Oh my God, I just love everyone was just the best. Like I'm having such a great time at the show. Cause I must have, I would have been, and he was like, Oh, do you we can put you on the list for like tomorrow in Kingston. Like you should come. And I was like, Oh well, yeah okay so like i would have yeah i would definitely would have like tried to, i didn't do that but i probably should have done that
1: pretty sure that's when um, i saw them as well with koji at the Slingshot
2: yeah yeah i thought yeah when you mentioned earlier that you saw them in in mm. kingston i thought that would have been the show mm. um but yeah uh it was it was awesome i saw it with my 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 friend my good friend in southampton dan o'neill shout out dan if you're listening and um yeah because he's in southampton and i have lots of lots of mates there um I would have just moved to London the year before, uh, so yeah. Coming back to watch a sick into over at set at
1: the joiners. Oh, at is the joiners, fantastic venue.
2: Yeah, great. Venue. Yeah, and, and then I would I would have gone I would have gone on to see them again um, a bunch of times. <laughs> Excuse me, at the joiners, um, especially at that around that that modern baseball um, Roswell Kid um, oh, yeah. tour. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I remember getting there for Roswell Kid, and I don't know if you've you've been to, you've obviously been to the, to the joiners. Mm-hmm. But the joiners, they have for all the people that haven't been there, they have what's known as the the semicircle of death. <laughs> the first the first few bands that play, especially like the local bands, people would just sort of stand there, arms crossed, like yeah, in the semicircle of death. And Roswell Kid were playing, and it was the semicircle of death. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not having this. So I just like went to the front and started like air guitar yeah. and playing along like just yeah man like i i hate i hate the idea of like bands coming all the way over from the us and just like seeing a bunch of people just like arms crossed like yeah this is yeah whatever
1: so we uh used to work with a main me and ben shout out ben pollard used to run a record label together um we worked oh, with
2: an ep the- legend
1: We worked with a Canadian band, and they explained to us that that in Canada, that's called the Fuck You Horseshoe. (laughs) The Uh, Fuck You Horseshoe. Oh,
0: that's so good.
1: That has stuck with me for years. And every time I go to a gig, I'm like, that's the Fuck You Horseshoe. That's the, nah, we're fine.
2: (laughs) Uh, But but it was so frustrating because Roswell Kids is so great. Like, those guitar, guitar harmonies. Great band. Like,
1: but well, we're not here to talk about that band, George. No. We're not here to talk about that band. We're here to talk about Into It over and right over. I'm sorry. I, I,
2: <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, my brother told me the other day, I'm very um, tra, transgen... 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 I can't think of the word. But like, I, like I, can't, I can't talk about one thing um, for very long. My mind just... like. I get, sick, I get excited about something else and start talking about something else. So yeah. You're passionate
1: about the music the Medium yes. of music, the and medium I appreciate music. that you're in the perfect place for it. I think one of the best times I ever saw Into Over It was at Tufnell Dome. Oh. On, I want to say the Intersections tour, but my mind might be foggy because it felt like between what 2015 and 2018, every couple of years, Evan was playing there as yeah. a headliner or with someone else. And that was a real, like, you know, North London sort of institution for a little bit. Did you ever go to any of those shows?
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely would have gone to one of those shows. Uh, One that sticks out in my memory, uh, at the Dome. Or was it at the Scala? So maybe it doesn't stick out in my memory all that well. Um, It was the Scala. uh, And they played with the Hotelier. And that would have been, like, that would have been amazing because that record you know that 2014 that um home like no place there is came out mm. and 2014 was like the best year for 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 record No into mean over records came out that year but it was a great year um yeah but that
1: would have been a year after intersections came out and a what, two years before standards came out so in mm. some work there would have been some maybe like God, I can't even remember that set list, but I remember being there and having a great time. Um, but yeah, that would have been a year after Intersections. And I think Intersections really was the album that sort of pushed Into It Over It into a lot more, you know, a lot more people's ears outside mm-hmm. of, like, you know, your standard Brooklyn Vegan listener, your standard sort of banquet record shopper. I feel like Intersections really did do that for, for Into It Over It.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, um, the Shaking, shaking of leaves song, I think, was a big thing. I think that's kind of one of the biggest songs since Anchor, yeah. Because of its, because of how like emotional it is and how like threadbare it is, but also just it just sounds amazing. The drumming on that is so great, and the and those those whoa whoas like whoa whoa. But like a lot of the,
1: lot of the harmonies and the melody lines that Evan comes up with, I think because for like a you know, Into Over it is essentially a singer songwriter. You know career but with mm. a, a backing band that's changed over the years i think yeah. a lot of emphasis has not really been put on the melody lines and the harmonization that evan comes up with like oh throughout the albums even on from you go back as far as like proper all the way up to um the new record figure like it is there's harmonies all over the shop 10 out of 10 harmonies as well
2: yeah, um, I that, that. So, if you've ever heard any sad blood stuff, which is my other band, or you, you've heard Fresh stuff. R.I.P. Sad Blood, R.I.P. Sad Blood. Yeah, but blood. like, if you, I mean, if you've heard, if you've heard Fresh, you know that like a big part of Fresher sound is the um the harmonies. Like, we love harmonies. I love harmonies. Like, I could sit in a room and like write harmonies for weeks because they're just the best thing. And I love see. I love singing along to the albums and singing harmonies that I make up myself, or the harmonies that Evan has sang. Or yeah, like what? what just yeah, that's such a like that's such a, an interesting thing because absolutely, the harmonies are such a huge part of it, even back on proper. And then, like the stuff he does with Pet Symmetry as well. Like the harmonies on that are really awesome, and like somebody singing with themselves. Always sounds great because you're the same person. So the timbre is there, the sound is there. Um, something that something that we they, that that we do, not me, but they do on the um, on the intro over at Patreon is now we that it, every month they send out the sound files, the the stems from the most recent album, and wow. listening to those. So they, and they were all recorded at Type One Studios, Adam Beck's studio in Chicago, and listening to those and being able to pick out parts Mm. that you can't hear. It's your very own behind the music with Rick Beato, without being a a bit of a douche, (laughs) unless you are yourself a bit of a douche, which is fine. Um, Yeah, it's it's so interesting to hear those harmonies and solo them and and listen to them and find new things. And I think that's something that you would have, obviously, I think, obviously, but I think that's maybe something from Vanderslice too, would have been harmonies. Mm um i wonder if vander did uh the the emergency and i um but that um what's the name of the band uh dismemberment plan record i wonder if you recorded that because like that's awesome and that's got <laughs> loads of awesome yeah see i'm doing that thing again where i like yeah, go off and talk about something else
1: well well that's... sorry mate <laughs> it's fine honestly i every single episode we've done about into over it, even the brackets episodes, all the, all the stuff that me and Evan have talked about for um, band of band have, have breached the hour mark. So I think it's a, it's a recurring theme, but <laughs> let's try and meet, let's try and bring this sub sub hour. I think we're, yep. we're, we're on the cards there for sub hour, but as a, a good, a good, a great question. I like to sort of ask the people that I have on the podcast as a final question is as a music, musician yourself, mm-hmm. what is the inspiration that you've drawn down from Into Over It? What has Evan and Into It Over It sort of distilled in you? Where are you taking that influence and, and, and inspiration from?
2: Ooh, wow! Um. <laughs> Everywhere I get, like everything, I guess. Yeah, like what, like I, just that encompasses so much, like. Lyric lyrically, the idea of just being able to write stories, uh, mm-hmm. or or like something that's deeply personal to you that maybe that 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 somebody that somebody will be able to find helpful. That's 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 awesome. Like practicing your guitar so that you could be as good as he is at playing the guitar. Like playing the bass in bands as well as playing the guitar in bands and like making the making the bass something that you that you listen to but also doesn't get in the way um like yeah not not caring too much about stuff if that's the right thing to do um like so many things so Mm. many things
1: um thing i've enjoyed the most from into it over it and i don't want to put words in your mouth or um take over this this sort of pedestal I've built you up on. But I think the, the thing that I've enjoyed the most about Into Over It from someone who used to play music, who now, you know, works on the the dark side, is that everything Evan puts in puts himself into, be it Into Over It, Pessimetry, Stay Ahead of the Weather, Storm Chasers, whatever, is that it's fun. It's mm-hmm. about the enjoyment of the art of music or the enjoyment of playing music with your friends. And I think every single person that I know who is a keen into an Obra fan or a Pet Cemetery fan or a Stay Ahead of the Weather fan or The Progress is the, that that that's distilled in them. Like it is fun. At the end of the day, this is me and my mates hanging out and we play music together. If we can write some harmonies, if we can write a, write a wicked tune, we're golden. And And that seems to be like through the last... 10 years of my life meeting people that have, uh, are fans of It over it's all about the fun and the enjoyment of the art
2: yeah yeah and and the idea to kind of the idea of being able to kind of let go i think of your <clears throat> let go of your ego but at the same time so here's one thing that's definitely definitely inspired me and everybody else in fresh i think is the the idea of the of the of the human me so if You're in the middle of a session or you've or you're or you're in a writing session, you're recording something, and you have an idea, and everybody everybody says, No, no, I don't know about that. Or like, maybe you say, Humor me. Just 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 let me like just let's get to the end of this. Let's try it. Let's do a few things, do a few tries and see if you still don't like it. And if you still don't like it, cool, that's fine. We tried. And like I think that's definitely yeah. You you need to be able to check your ego sometimes, right? You need to be able to just be able to to understand that like the thing that you want to do maybe isn't the best, but when you really really love it, and then everybody comes around to your idea, it's really cool too. Like it's just it's it's I think it's about yeah being able to open yourself up. Allow yourself to play on other people's stuff. Write your own stuff. Just keep doing what makes you happy and do the things that you want to do and if you don't write anything for three years because you need a, you need a break, then don't write anything for three years because you need a break. As soon as you come back, you might write twenty songs. Um, talk to the people that like your band like it, it's cool that you can just send them a, send him a like tweet and he'll reply or. Now, with, through this Patreon thing, I'll send him a message and ask him about a bass tone or like send him pictures of this new bass I've bought or ask him questions about like what pedals he likes and, w- w- you know, how he keeps his glasses on his face, which is a tweet I found from a long time ago. Hey, Evan, how'd you keep your glasses on your face? Broke <laughs> his man. But yeah. And then now he doesn't even wear them anymore because he's a fucking fully grown-ass man. And like me, because I I still flail around the stage, so I need them on. Otherwise, they just, glasses go flying. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, just, I think, I think he's just inspired me to just, like, make music. To just yeah. do, to make the music that makes me happy. To, to listen to the music that I make and be like, hell yeah, I've made some pretty good stuff. Like, Really, really proud of the new fresh EP. Like, really proud, and and I had a lot to do with some of the stuff, and less to do with some of the other stuff. If you listen to the podcast that we've been doing, um, you'll yeah, you'll hear how how the way that we've written has changed. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, just uh, I don't know, just just great. <laughs> it's just great. The music is great. Well, there it is. Yeah. Uh,
1: shout out, Evan. Shout out for inspiring people. Shout out basically for writing the new Fresh EP, Evan. Kind <laughs> of what you've done on the new Fresh EP. Um, let's leave it with that. Um, one final question. Tom Bowler style, what's your favorite Intuit Over It song?
2: Whoa. Oh, shit. I just, I love No EQ. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um,
1: there it is. Just leave it as that. Just leave it as that. George, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate any time we spend together. Um, go listen to the new fresh EP. Listen to Into Over It. Thank you very much. Thanks
2: Gina. so much for having me, man. Appreciate it. No worries.
0: There it is. Big thanks to George for taking some time to chat to me about Into Over It. We could have. We- we could, and um, we, to be honest, we did, to talk for much longer. And um, into over is one of our favourite bands collectively. And um, so there is there is a lot to talk about. And um, thanks for thanks for listening. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're staying hydrated. Hope you're enjoying the small spattering of sun that we see here in the UK. And uh, yeah, just leaves me to say, checking with everyone, you're doing good. And uh, yeah, wash your
1: hands. Cheers.
0: Bye.